0: Da 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 da
1: da 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 We're back, people! Oh my god! Hey, we just gotta say up front, if you made it through episode two, you're the real MVP. You you deserve an award, a big aw- one, a big award. That's listen, not our best effort. Mm-mm. We're building, we're building this ship in the lake, is We
2: came out hot with the Dark Knight epi, and then we just took a nosedive, an absolute nosedive.
1: So Jumanji, great movie, made for not our best effort.
2: Look, I'm not an excuse maker, but my excuse was, bro, the stonks they even hit me hard, bro. Uh, that day, I uh, if you want to know a little bit of my inside life, uh, I invested in AMC that day. <laughs> Wow! To the moon, uh, and Victoria, if you're listening to this, <laughs> we have. I'm no sorry. Money. Yeah, <laughs> We're out of life saying- we are out of money because your boy went all in on AMC and GameStop. So, mm-hmm. um, it worked for a little bit. If you go to the show notes, uh, my cash app is in there, and you can cash app me money. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Yes,
1: Yo, Benmo. Ben so yeah, not, not our best effort. I'll pause. I think I think on re Listen, I said the word like 300 times. Yeah, honestly, <laughs> the show sucked because of Jake. It was not because of me for the team. So I
2: just want you to know, look, we took it to heart. We're, we're coming out strong, Epi 3, Season 3, and uh, we got Red Bulls, if that, that means anything. Wow. Okay, yeah. Just, Red Bulls, big fan. Just some liquid cocaine right now.
1: We're in. We're in. We're in. Am I allowed to say
2: that? Liquid cocaine? I think you
1: Are we going to have to edit that out? No. Nah, okay. I'll Keep it in. All right. Sweet. <laughs> we playing basketball in the 80s, yo. <laughs> <laughs> just lines of cocaine in the locker room, yeah. dude. <laughs> It's uh like you're good. Yeah, that's a baseball reference, I think. Hey,
2: just so you know, we're not actually doing cocaine. Yeah. Sweet.
1: Cool. All right. Put that in the, <laughs> put that in the footnotes. No. Any no hey, cocaine.
2: Jurassic World. Hey, I, if we had a sweat-o-meter, if that was an actual thing that we measured. What's why not? 10 out of down. 10. We should write that down. 10 Swe- out of 10. Sweat-o-meter? sweat-o-meter. And this is a – this it measures how much you sweat – out of pure anxiousness and nervousness as you watch a movie, how intense it gets. Like, uh, okay, we talked about this off-pod, John Wick. I get really sweaty when I watch John Wick. It's just, it's nonstop intensity. Or like 1917, have you seen that one? I haven't seen it. Dude, my sweat had
1: sweat. This was the most intense movie I've ever seen in my life. This, This Jurassic World movie, so if you're confused, this is the one, 2015, Chris Pratt, Dallas Bryce Howard. Is her name? I don't Everybody's know. Dallas Howard? I she, think those she, three names are in there. Whoever played uh, Queen's Gambit, that's her. <laughs> same, <laughs> same redhead. Same person. Uh, uh, so anyways, that movie, we're watching it again. And I I actually probably wasn't quite old enough. I watched the Jurassic Park movies later. I didn't watch them as they came out. So I wasn't as big in nostalgia on them. But I did. You didn't watch the ones in the 70s? 80s? The 70s, dude. They, 80s? No, they came out in like the 90s. Look 90s? So yeah. Look <laughs> fact check me dude 70s bro no it's like 95 all right bro. you're right you're probably right anyways new ones great we're i'm a fan they do so many things opening scene in that movie where the a with a little baby dinosaur pops out the the people designing that did such a um, great mate, job i was watching this uh that scene my
2: dog was right next to me mm-hmm. and was barking at the screen it, that goes to show that it was a very intense scene that my dog was able to do that like it just was it, 1993 the t- <laughs> a couple decades off, all right. 70s, couple decades off, all right. Not the, a big deal. How was
1: that one guy in the movie again? Basically, <laughs> anything
2: else I say from here on out in this episode is just been discredited. Because... Yeah, take it with a
1: grain, grain of salt. Grain of yeah, salt. Grain so of salt. this movie's great. This movie has a bunch of like stand up moments moments where you mm-hmm. are like, I am excited. Yep, I'm here. Big reveal at the end, they bring back character. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, i at a hair in my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> I got, it, I got, it, I got Guys, a little beard here. It's weird, it's stuck in there. we You Either that or he developed a list mid pod. Ah, ah, got it though. Got it. Got it out of there. Though. All right. So great movie. Big fan. A couple things. Just quick, rapid fire things mm-hmm. that we saw on rewatch that we thought were fun and cool. This is maybe. Maybe mm-hmm. miss this. Maybe miss this. Okay. Did you realize? No, I'm going. Here. Oh. <laughs> i my I'm, bad, I'm, dude. I'm... Okay, jeez. All <laughs> right, May go listen. for it. Hey, in the beginning, they get to the, they get to the park. Yep. And the young brother, nephew? We don't know, oh, their, we names. Don't know their names. I don't know. We're going to go Curly. Charlie. Cur- Charlie. I think his name's Charlie. Yeah. Okay. So Charlie, younger <laughs> guy. What's the old guy's name? Uh, Evan. Big Charlie. Big Charlie. <laughs> Charlie Evan. So, Evan, Charlie, yes. he shows up and then it's like DNA, RNA. He says, press on the buttons. Yes. It's Clippy. Clippy shows up from Microsoft Word. <laughs> <laughs> you talking about the paper clip with the eyes? <laughs> No, no, he shows up. He's randomly there. I think it was it's an ode. It was an old oh Bill Gates. Right. Yeah, no. I <laughs> noticed that what
2: What'd you notice? <laughs> no, okay, I there's a lot of character development with Aunt Claire, okay? Aunt Claire
1: don't waste all your stuff on her. No,
2: we're talking, she... her <laughs> we're talking about her later. No, no just no, if we're talking mm-hmm. about opening scenes, when she's coming down the elevator, okay. just, just a lot of sketch vibes from her. Mm-hmm. She looks like the girl from Queen Gambit. Mm-hmm. She has some mad, like sketchy Russian vibes, like she works for some Russian intelligence. I couldn't stop thinking about the movie Anna in my head, you know, <laughs> the Russian <laughs> assassin. I was just, I, my head kept going to her when I saw Aunt Claire. It's but, actually doing the same thing. Same yeah. Well, and okay, this theory of that she actually works for Russian intelligence. In the movie
1: this is a this is the theory or like this a is a theory. theory
2: no this is a taylor Downey theory look. she runs the whole movie in her heels yep whole time She, you have to be on a different level to do that look i'm not a girl i don't wear heels but
1: i've heard it's tough i couldn't even walk down the stairs i, I can't she's even put them on she's solving problems she's running through the jungle in she's her heels she's chased by a t rex i was literally th- spoiler. <laughs> Spoiler alert, which by the way, she is letting that T-Rex get way too close before she books it. Okay, yeah. What is she doing? <laughs>
2: Apparently, they have some bond, dude, when she at the very end rips off the, the glow stick, not the glow stick, whatever it is, uh, the, flare. the flare. Glow stick, Taylor, you idiot. Yeah, she treated it like it was her dog. Like she she was like, all right, hey, let's play fetch. No, that
1: yeah, that sucker was gonna eat you. So that yeah, there's some there's no, some Aunt,
2: Aunt Claire, mad Russian vibes. I noticed she was running the whole movie in her heels. I don't know what a couple of things. Uh the pterodactyls.
1: So were they not eating people in the aviary? So that was a question that so, I had watching so, it. So you can go in and just watch them, but as soon as they break out, they're like, now nah, we kill everybody. Inside of the aviary, they're basically butterflies. <laughs> <laughs> as soon as
2: they bust out killing machines. They- <laughs> Once they're out of that dome, dude, they stick true to their uh, to their true potential. But, dude, okay, here's a question: In all the scenarios that we saw in the movie with dinosaurs just killing people, <laughs> what scenario would you hate to find yourself in? Oh, listen! Like, whose shoes would you have hated to be in? How they how they got
1: destroyed and killed by a dinosaur? Oh, it's for, an easy answer. So, to me. yeah, for so for sure for me, I, watching this movie. The military is not a future for me. No, like those guys, those guys going in and they're <laughs> like, "We're gonna hunt this thing down." They gave him tasers, yeah, and they get out in the jungle, yeah, and all I, of them are like, "I think we're gonna be okay." And it's like, doing, no, dude. you're not gonna be okay. Okay,
2: look, I I just want to know what's your protocol to become a military on the island at Jurassic World. Like, what do you have? What, hoops do you have the drunk. No, three? it's because no one else would take you. This is this <laughs> is a two step process. One, are you willing? Two, do you play Call of Duty? All right, right. hey, yes. you're on.
1: Yes, the bar has got to be so it incredibly is so low.
2: incredibly low. You no, know, what was a cool scene though when they have the pulses on the screen oh, in, in the control tower and they're just dropping just dropping like flies <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, Hey, fun fact hey, i'm gonna tie this pod into last week's pod are you ready for Ooh, this okay guy army guy and the n unit that shoots the pterodactyl oh dude dude ball yeah
2: dude, too he's, wow. he's uh the lead goon for a uh, dr russell van pelt his name's tate
1: fletcher in real life oh look that sucker up on imdb Tate, if you're listening to this we're big fans (laughs) big fans would love to have you on the pod yep yep. r&d did a lot of r&d for (laughs) this
2: (laughs) oh wait another fun thing this sneaky favorite character okay you you would think chris pratt he's the obvious answer uh i take
1: didn't don't love him in this movie until the end lowry dude flower
2: oh, I just know him as Nick from New Girl. So. yeah, <laughs> Sneaky, sneaky,
1: like the best character in this whole movie. Oh, he's fun. He's, he's fun hilarious, sure. dude. There's listen. There's so many fun things about this movie, and so we'll try. To, we'll try to insert some of those fun things yeah. as we go. Yep.
0: <laughs>
1: the mom pitch.
0: da 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 da.
1: Whoa, wow. Did they pay for the rights to the score? Uh, the, <laughs> the answer <laughs> is maybe. We don't really know how yes. to even do that. We did it. Oh man, we did I, it. We have lots of money. The money's rolling in. Man, okay.
2: I don't want to blame my lung capacity on COVID, but like <laughs> pre-COVID, how would I held out longer?
1: Oh yeah, because I, mean, I, I could have kept going. Probably. No, we, I, <laughs> of course you could have. <laughs> I, I've been swimming laps in my pool. Just, I just I just go in there and stick my head. I just hold my breath. That's all I do. What's your yeah. workout? I just hold my breath.
2: So what do you do in the mornings? I drink a cup of coffee, and I see how
1: long <laughs> I can hold my breath in my pool. This is how I summer day.
2: It's great. It's great. Three it's great. minutes
1: great. and 20 seconds. New, New personal record. I don't, honestly, I don't think I can hold my breath for more than 30 seconds if put on the spot.
2: Uh, I'll walk you through it later after the pod, but there's this thing called the Wim Hof breathing technique. <laughs> if you do this, guaranteed three minutes. That's a long time. (laughs) Two and a half minutes for sure if you do the Wim Hof breathing method. All right. Anyways.
1: Mom pitch. Mom pitch premise is you're hanging out with some high school students. You're hanging out with some junior high students. Uh, You're their coach. You're their volunteer. You're you're the person that's a sponsor for them. Mm -hmm. You want to have them over. Movie night. Mm -hmm. Movie night. Uh, You want to watch Jurassic World. The popcorn's popping. The the popcorn's popping. A mom gives you a ring on the phone. Yo, Uh yo, leader of my child. Uh Uh-oh. Why do you think my kids should watch oh, Jurassic Christ. World? Uh-oh. And then you hit him with the mom pitch that is, is about right. to go down.
2: So I don't know, just a little bit different. Typically, it's like a broad mom pitch, right? To, to yeah, yeah, yeah. All, all types of moms. I uh, Mine's a very niche mom, niche mom pitch. Niche mom pitch. That rhymed. Mm-hmm. I want to speak directly to the moms of students that are interested in things that are a little bit different. Like your student isn't into the typical high school things. Like most high schooler, like guys, for instance, are into sports, you know? Your student isn't into sports. He's into, I don't know, let's say dinosaurs. Oh, yeah, this is he's very into, specific. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe he's into like bugs or something. I, like something that's still cool, but it's not normal. So my mom pitches this. This movie, mom, is going to show you. It's going to show your student. Even though he she might be into something different, there's still a future for them. There's still hope that they can make a lasting impact on this world, and there's two main people that prove this to be true: Owen, Chris Pratt, and Lowry, Nick from New Girl. I still don't know his real name. Okay, these two—like, how many? How many grown men, if are like? super interested in dinosaurs if you were to take a out of 100 people maybe get one maybe two very clear that they're different I mean,
1: you get two today from I us because okay. we just watched <laughs> the movie, and i am all so in on dinosaurs
2: I, th- if there was a, a prologue to this movie about mm-hmm. their childhood owens yes. childhood and Lowry's, i would just imagine it going something like this they're in front of their house and uh you know they're, they're hanging out and the neighborhood kids come over like hey you, you guys want to go play some football and they're like nah dog <laughs> i'm out here playing with my dinos I'll see you tomorrow. Stegosaurus. Yeah, I'm, I'm playing with my my, <laughs> my T-Rexes. Yeah, and so the, the mom's going to be like, are you making fun of my kid? <laughs> if you're listening to this and this is your kid, I just want you to know I'm not making fun of your kid. You can do it. So this is why, this is the big takeaway from the mom pitch. They, they have some big things coming their way. They can still make a lasting impact on this world, even if they're a little bit different. And if they're lucky, if they're lucky, they can have a dope- chris Pat, pratt mustache just like he had in this movie he does
1: we'll talk more about chris pratt chris pratt later but i have a question for you can i pull off a vest <laughs> i kind of at well, the end of vest are we talking you no know, the one he's wearing are we th- yeah are we
2: talking like archaeologist vests so, yeah, are we talking I, like north
1: face super puffy vest no 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 the exact one he's wearing can a i a hundred can i pull uh, off safari jake a thousand percent in anthem Arizona? <laughs> <laughs> no
2: a thousand you just have to match it well with like a sick pair of like cool, like Timberland boots. I, also,
1: that was a part boots? of the question. I was standing above the vest. I didn't need the whole <laughs> outfit. I just want the vest. He's got pockets for everything. You're okay. only wearing the vest <laughs> and nothing else. Not- <laughs> 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 Your mom pitch sucks. My mom pitch is too. No, fair. my mom pitch was fan. Okay. Here's the mom. Ask this it. is the real mom pitch. This movie, mm-hmm. this movie is about boundaries. Just because <laughs> you can do something doesn't mean you always should
2: just (laughs) because
1: you can create dinosaurs doesn't mean that you should build a park and let people come look at the dinosaurs and so this is listen some smart people out there there's some smart scientists Mm -hmm. you have some smart kids and sometimes just because you can do something does basically this movie's telling them to stop like just stop doing drugs just because you can't look just because you can do, look, you can this, do this, drugs
2: doesn't mean you this, should do this drugs. this was a thought in my head gene splicing is awesome
1: but with dinosaur like gene splice puppies no that's a fair question so like, we, skipped, gene, we skipped gene splicing normal things and we went right to, to dinosaurs
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> you went to real life
2: monsters you could have gene spliced butterflies, puppies, kittens.
1: I mean, maybe the pterodactyls were butterflies.
2: <laughs> Inside the area. I'm just saying, why are we gene splicing? Di- and not only are you gene splicing dinosaurs, you're, you're gene splicing multiple dinosaurs. Dude, what was it? The Indominus Rex was a T Rex. And then everything else. A was cuttlefish. Wild. Everything else was classic. A raptor and Casper the ghost. <laughs> like, <laughs> and obviously, raptor. And I, yeah, like At the end. Yeah. Yeah, so. Well, your mom pitch sucks too, so. <laughs> when you said boundaries, I immediately thought like physical boundaries. Like, this is a classic, like, don't sleep with your girlfriend. Like, don't touch her no-no zone, it's, like, kind of deal.
1: It's actually the opposite. It, there's a lot – in order to, like, be I'm one with a dinosaur. A lot – it seems like a lot of, like, touching. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. Uh, the Yeah,
2: dude. They got <laughs> –
0: <laughs>
1: would the Indominus Rex be a good student coach?
2: I would love to hear you go first.
1: <laughs> I, listen. You guys were all thinking this. Of course he would be. <laughs> of course so, he would be. Uh, of course he would be. And I'll start. I'll start right off the bat. Okay. Honestly, Indominus Rex seems like a fun guy. Oh my gosh! So listen, it, Chris Pratt even says this specifically. He's killing people for sport. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's, he's just out here having a good listen, time. I don't think there's any way if he's your kid's coach, they don't win tribe wars. No, I thought. That- <laughs> Yeah,
2: whatever your summer camp is, whatever like game, like big, yeah. collect points. You're always going
1: undefeated. If a this guy's a thousand, coach. he's he's the <laughs> he's the coach that's sabotaging the other teams to Smart make sure move. that move. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and he's so big, like his mouth is playing for you, his tail's playing against other. Teams. <laughs> <laughs> he's out here. He's out here doing two different things. Yeah, his his
2: body's a <laughs> mullet, dude. Party in the front, business in the back, dude. He's. He's holding it down for the team. A,
1: he's got a lot of great things going on. All right, what else? You, send me some more so, things. No, got, he, I so, think he's got a lot of great skill sets.
2: One, one of my things is this. He's the coach. He's the coach that you have to rope back in a little bit as opposed to, hey, you need to go do more. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's he doesn't know what he's doing. Remember, mm. so he, he was born in isolation. Yeah. So he, and Chris Pratt says this, Owen says this in the movie, that's not good for a dinosaur to grow up in isolation because when he gets out of isolation, he doesn't know where he fits. It's
1: also not good for humans. <laughs> Let's take it down just a second here. Are you struggling right now? Life is better together.
2: <laughs> but so he, he enters into this real world and he just has no idea what he's doing. Right. It's just like a new coach that just like mm-hmm. may, maybe has a year or two under his belt yes. of faith, but he's just gung ho. He's gung ho. And, and he's just full blast. A lot of energy. I would rather, I'd rather have a coach that I'm like, hey, pull it back a little bit. Pull back, you know, like mm-hmm. you're super passionate. You clearly love students. Mm-hmm. Let's pull back a little bit. As opposed to the coach where you always have to nudge them to do more. Yeah, I don't think you're gonna have to nudge this guy a lot. <laughs> <laughs> not a shot. Uh, <laughs> not a shot, he bro.
1: Is, he is, he is, gone He's gone.
2: He's taken territory for Jesus, just like he did in Jurassic World. Yeah, he
1: was just mowing through space after space. <laughs> <laughs> space, Killing dinos, that dude. That guy is
2: undeterred. He was putting down dinos like I put dinos post-Costco trip when I got frozen dinos. Hey,
1: I was going to ask, I wrote this down. Does it say if Indominus Rex guy, girl, does it clarify that in the movie? I was thinking about that.
2: Uh, no. Because Blue's a girl. Blue is a girl. But it didn't say? No. I, okay. So I think it's a guy because the blue is the beta. And remember at the end, he says, Owen says, I think they found their new alpha, which can't an alpha only be a male, Correct. I don't mean that like in like a... Dude, you better walk back off
1: of This is our last podcast.
2: <laughs> no, I mean like don't they only like for animals, they only so, call... So yeah, so like with dinosaurs. Only... <laughs> no, with animals, don't they call the male the alpha? <laughs> no, alpha's one, beta's two. I don't think that's anything to do with that girl. I don't know. Fact check that. Someone Google that. This is why we need a third person hey, on the show Siri. to Google. Look, I didn't mean it like
1: that. that hey, is... Here, I'm going to ask you now. Oh, let me ask you it again. Hold up. Hold up, hold up hey, Siri. Is alpha and beta gender specific? Oh,
2: please. Uh, I didn't say anything. Uh,
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> Look, if it's not, I didn't mean like that. Okay. If, if you are you know an women listening to this, you can for sure be the alpha. Okay.
1: So I'm gonna walk back that statement. Uh, okay. So yeah. So but we don't know if he's a guy or a girl. Anyways, continue. If he's a guy or a girl, we don't know if Innominate Rex. Yes. Um, this could be a classic
2: Kevin situation from Up.
1: Yeah, Evan's I, girl. I don't know. So a couple things about him. I think so. A, I think he's he's super observant. Mm-hmm. He's super inquisitive. Yes. So I think he would be like in the in the, in the scenario. Guys, okay, stop saying like. Think about it. <laughs> in the scenario where Charlie and older brother Evan, <laughs> I don't know their names, <laughs> we're in that hamster ball, and they they make some poor decisions. Yes, mm-hmm. uh, they're in this space. The T Rex, the Nominus Rex, mm-hmm. notices the vibrating foam. He can smell them from Whoa. far away. Wow. So he, here's here's my thing. Who go with me on this? I'm buckling in here. Who who in your small I mean. group mm-hmm. is most likely not feeling as if they are connected? True. It's the person in the back hmm. receiving text messages that are vibrating. <laughs> <laughs> and the, if Indominus Rex was their coach, he would notice that, and he would say, "Man, you know what? Hey, quit texting." out there be a part of our group yes be in here be a my, part of what we're doing
2: my mind immediately went to like you as a student pass when you go to summer camp he's he's the leader you want to bring and you immediately empower him hey your hall monitor man mm. you you your job is to take care of this hall yes take care of the dorms take care of the cat like hey don't let anything get past you mm-hmm. lock it down so that you as a student house can get some extra sleep you know what i'm saying he's you he, he take that on
1: I, I also this is kind of going off of that this per the the team, Indominus Rex's group is locked in during group time. <laughs> they, they are not messing One around. False move <laughs> and you're done, dude. You're destroyed. The, if, you, if you had a group of unruly teenagers, this is the coach you put them with. Because they are not messing around. There's a lot of parents who are like, my kid needs a coach that is just lazy down yeah. the law. <laughs> Have I got a coach for you? <laughs> i got a coach for you. I, anything else good i also wrote down camouflage Can, mm-hmm. sometimes <laughs> I, think, I think wait keep going i don't know where you're
2: going with this like he likes to work this is the coach I think just some, I think his sometimes, wardrobe just camo I think Sometimes
1: when you go no when you see when you go if you're a coach and you go to a camp they're gonna ask you they're gonna mm. ask you hey today is is a day you have to dress up as an old person yeah. <laughs> Tomorrow is a day that everybody <laughs> wears all blue in, dude. and he's all in. Mm-hmm. He he or she mm. or this this animal, this dinosaur, yeah, molds, shapes mm. itself to be a part of what's going on in the You're big right. picture. They want to fit in. So the student, there's and this is this is why it's important as a coach to mm. dial in and engage in the in the spirit days at camp. Yep. Because there are kids that are on the fence about if they want to be a part of this. And when you as a coach engage in that, they think, oh, my coach is doing that. You're I right. could do that. And Indominus Rex, he would lead by example. <laughs>
2: <laughs> At the end of the day, we we all have like we, we have co- we have coaches, we have volunteers, we, we we could go down the line and we could easily point out good things about each coach. The Indominus Rex mm-hmm. is just all the good pieces put into one, dude. <laughs> they gene splice your volunteers into the mega ultra supreme leader. You could get rid of your team of 16 volunteers and
1: just have the Indominus Rex. He's got it on lock. She's got it on lock. So, great coach. Why did they not missile him out of the sky right away? (laughs) So, the first thing... No, no, no. Why didn't they... Okay. Easy. Get everybody off the island. Release the T-Rex. Right away? Right away! No, shoot him with a gun. They have these massive missiles. What Are you doing? You have a whole island predicated towards no. killing machines, and you don't have a big gun that just like blows them up. Yeah, they clearly did not plan for this. Where's Iron Man? <laughs> <laughs> Where, <laughs> Where's him? Like, yeah, yeah. Him show, MCU need to that show that would have been dope, dude. Just <laughs> the Avengers show up that would be
2: that would make for a really good movie.
1: So, they needed they ne- also, other thing. I don't Man, know what else to talk about this for as much as you love this movie, you got a lot of beef. I, yeah, I love a lot of beef. <laughs> This this big massive killing machine, mm-hmm. one thing did not program very well in this machine. He didn't do great with water. <laughs> yeah, didn't do the water. So uh-huh. all of a sudden we have this other dinosaur that's way bigger, just yep. in a little like SeaWorld cage. Shamu. <laughs> He's just shamuing. Just and that ancient thing Shamu. came out of nowhere just ate him. Yeah. You can't do it all. <laughs> do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Do you think? Real question. Do you think that when the two when hmm. Charlie and Evan jumped in to the water, hmm. was hmm. that a premonition for the, the Indominus Rex afraid of water? Because that would be a knock against him as a coach. He wouldn't like pool day. <laughs>
2: <laughs> He's the coach not taking off his shirt going yeah,
1: hey. to the pool. <laughs> oh, man. He's like, guys, you can go to the water. <laughs> I'll, I'll watch from the side. <laughs> I'll watch
2: from the side. I'll be soaking up some rays
1: poolside (laughs) y'all need jesus
0: i don't
2: know about you but i think it's getting better every single time (laughs)
1: there there are some obvious choices of people that i think needed to have They need to have an encounter with with the Lord. The Lord, y'all need to go to church. Y'all need to get churched up. And Mm. so, to paint the picture, so we always like to do, who's a character that if if Jesus was alive and present in their soul, Mm. deep deep down in their soul, uh, what would this change the movie in some way? And I and I am picturing. So I'm gonna I'm gonna take us back. I'm just going to jump. Come on, sit. Come on, sit. Mm. We're talking about Claire. We're talking about Claire. Yes. Claire is the aunt. Yeah. Aunt of the two nephews, Evan and Charlie. Charlie, of (laughs) course, still still don't know if that's really their names. And, and so let's, let's take her back. Let's say, let's say that she was Mm. engaged in a wonderful church. Mm. And, This church is neat only because it's a vessel for Jesus. Mm -hmm. It's just it's just a place where you can encounter Jesus. Nothing to do with the church. Come on, Pastor. Nothing to do with this space. But she goes to a camp, a camp that values students, a camp that values kids, and realizes that the number one way for their life to be different is to have Jesus in their life. And I'm being Hallelujah, Hallelujah. And she shows up and she goes to church camp (laughs) and she finds Jesus. And now all of a sudden she has Jesus and is gifted by the by this guy way down the road she is given Jurassic World. Wow. But if I were to take my heart right right now it'd be at 200 dude. But she loves Jesus now. Mm. Mm-hmm. What what are some things that would maybe shift and change if mm. if Claire the mm-hmm. CEO of Jurassic World was mm-hmm. Christ's Christ follower? Yeah,
2: for one, she would have longer hair. You think so? <laughs> the short hair is the, the way like that Hollywood portrays like females to be
1: very like if you're buttoned up buttoned up like yeah. a go-getter you yeah, know you're right? a go-getter you gotta wear short hair you don't have time you don't have time for so first hair. first obvious thing she would have longer hair see second obvious thing she'd be rocking Jesus sandals mm-hmm. instead of get rid of those heels <laughs> Chaco's dude Chaco's birth she's getting the same
2: vest Owen has mm, she got, she looks like Scarlett Johansson from we bought a zoo Wow
0: <laughs> Talk about a parallel right now.
1: It's been, honestly, it's the same thing. It's the same She's thing. She's running a zoo for dinosaurs. For dinosaurs. Gene spliced Jean monsters. Gene monsters. Dinosaurs, sorry. So, I mean, outside of her physical appearance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm, which mm-hmm. is, I mean, I, when I found Jesus personally, that changed the most. <laughs> changed okay. my whole look. <laughs> changed my whole look. And I'm thinking about wearing a vest. So the opening scene mm-hmm.
2: paints the picture for who Claire is perfectly. Yes. She's coming down the elevator. Mm-hmm. She's rehearsing names. She's preparing her pitch to get ready for the investors so that so, they will invest money in the dress. Yeah, world. so
1: spin team, you could say she cares about people. She cares enough to understand who they are. But really, when you watch the scene, it becomes very obvious. She's just doing it for her own good. So it's it's very clear
2: who she is. She's mm-hmm. results driven. She's performance based. Yep. She, she, all she cares about is how well she performs. Yep. Okay? And that's where her value identity comes. If she finds Jesus and... <laughs> That was your most passionate spiel to this bit, by the way. If she finds Jesus, she no longer finds value in her identity on how well she performs, but she just
1: finds it in Jesus. So, so I thought the old owner, when the old owner comes yes. and they fly in the helicopter, now granted, the old owner's got some issues. He's, he's not a perfect. He's, best a, loose, he's Can- a loose. He's a loose cannon, dude. But he's saying some things to her initially that are very. I mean, so we're we're on the inside. We're, we yeah. work at a church, and I felt like what he was saying could be something that you would hear internally as a church is, oh. Hey, Claire, I know you care about the number of people showing up. I know you care about the number of people that are tithing, but the reality is mm. that doesn't matter. How's your park doing? How's the, how are the people doing? How are the dinosaurs doing? How are the he dinosaurs says this, doing? So I,
2: I wrote this down. The key to a happy life is to understand you are never actually in control. He says that in the, in the helicopter. And that right there mm-hmm. could have
1: dramatically, if she actually believed that could completely change who she is as a person. And he also said in the helicopter ride, he said, the way you tell if they're doing good is if you look them in the eyes. You can see mm, it in their eyes. Yep. And I think Claire, if she is someone that is pursuing Jesus, would take the time to slow down and look into people's eyes.
2: I think those become the cornerstones of who she is as mm-hmm. the manager of this island. Not performance. Not results. Now, we let's let's just be real, okay? We're mm-hmm. student pastors, yep. right? We we run a ministry. Let's be real. We like results, mm-hmm. right? Like we we love to talk numbers. We love we. <laughs> okay, <that's laughs> <selling now. laughs> No, look, if you (laughs) numbers, I'm not going to, that's that's a different podcast. (laughs) Am I saying all the right words? Yeah, exactly. No, but we, we love analyzing that, but here's, here's the reality. And we're not always perfect in this. We love those because I think that's a direct reflection of what God is doing through our ministry, through our students. Right. I mean, if more students are coming, if your numbers are increasing, man, let's praise that number. Not because of how well we're doing, but what Mm. God is doing. Right. And so I think that's the minor shift she takes. And yes. controlling this part. Numbers aren't numbers to, to be a reflection of how well she's doing, performance-based, but it's a reflection of man, we created something super cool that is blessing people, and people are wanting to come here and enjoy this amazing gene splice <laughs> project we've created, right? You think you she th- values the person more than than the process.
1: Yeah. And I'm not gonna get in the weeds on do you think that do do we are we okay with just the idea of making dinosaurs? Cause I think I am. <laughs> but I don't really know. I'm not smart enough this to know is, if that should be real. It just
2: blows me away. Blows me away. You know when the like the first 30 minutes they're kind of going through the park and showing different pieces of the park mm-hmm. and they have uh, the little kid pin with like baby dinosaurs that they're writing. Yes. I'm I am twenty-six. That would be enough. <laughs> If your gene splicing like only resulted in a little baby pin, a baby dinosaur. A, a baby, I, Just, I'm blown yeah, away. Make some dwarf dinosaurs. I am still paying $500 to also, come across
1: island. Evan. You don't need the Indominus Rex. Evan's yelling at his little brother. This is for little kids. It's dinosaurs. It's freaking dinosaurs.
2: <laughs> We're not talking about Billy the goat here. We're talking dinosaurs.
1: Dinosaurs. Dinosaurs. Holy.
2: Yeah, so so I, that's my thing. Her, her identity completely shifts and she. She starts valuing people more, how, how God values us.
1: Which I think, I think the most obvious moment in the movie that would be a big shift for her mm-hmm. is the moment where she is in the control room and she has to make the call. Do we shut down everything? Yep. Or do we try to do this quietly so that I can save my business? Yep. And I understand that she's in a bad spot. Mm-hmm. I understand that she's in a tough spot. But when... When your self-worth is tied into what you've built, what you've made, what you do, yeah. it becomes really easy to make a call that isn't in the best interest of people. people yeah, It isn't in the best interest of, of just human life.
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, no, you're honest on me, Because when we are in that space, we're so me-centric. Mm-hmm. That's all we think about because it's it's advancing our platform based off of the results that we're working so hard towards. And, and what's funny I mean. though is the people that i look up to the most like the most successful leaders most ex- like pastors that are just so passionate and so successful in, in the terms of what god is doing through them are people that put people first mm-hmm. that love people well and i think there's there's this result that you get from that which seems so opposite to us
1: well jesus in general is so countercultural because yeah. he lived the direct opposite of the american way oh, 100% the direct opposite of do more for me work harder every single day to acquire more things for me. His entire ministry was human-based, people-based, poured into them. He mm-hmm. was a servant first. He was humble. Yeah. And he was able to, to cause a movement that we still talk about today.
2: 2,000 years later. And
1: so it, it's so interesting how that's that jumps out the Bible at you mm. when we read it. But it often becomes hard for us to deal with that in this America that we live in. Sure. And it, that's an interesting concept. And so I think if she was someone that found Jesus. And I think at an early age that would change some of it. And I think hopefully if, hopefully if if you love Jesus, you surround yourself with other people that love Jesus. Yeah. And so I would hope that she would bring some other people onto her team Mm -hmm. that would help give her good wisdom as well. So it's not just her own wisdom.
2: Yeah. Uh, Take a a hard right here. Mm -hmm. Uh, If she finds Jesus, Mm
0: -hmm.
2: I don't know her name, but uh, the nanny, the British lady that takes care of British lady. She's alive. She doesn't die in this movie.
1: Does she die? No.
2: Yes. Oh, in the most terrifying way. Remember, she gets picked up by a pterodactyl. Yes. Passed to a different pterodactyl. Yes. The pterodactyl flies over that shamu pond of water. Yeah. And then the the big shamu ancient dinosaur eats the pterodactyl with the nanny inside of Was her mouth. Was the body. nanny inside though? Yes, dude. If if she actually cares about people, she's not telling the nanny to take care of the kids. She's with the kids all the time. She's with the kids all the time. Yeah. And so it. the nanny is probably in a different different spot, and she's still alive today. Yeah, she's still she's alive. She's still with
1: us. Yeah, you got blood on your hands, Claire. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, you're playing with fire right now, Claire. Yeah, definitely the relationship with her. Talking about sweat, that would be, scene would be got me. That scene sure. Yep. Yeah, she just doesn't do a good – she didn't do a good job at all of dealing with humans, interacting with people. She didn't care right. for them. And she's not the only person in this movie that does that. A few other characters, and there's a moment for all of them that is a big turning point. And we'll talk about that in a little bit because I think it matters. Convince me this movie's based on the Bible. Voices, is dragging a little bit.
2: <clears throat> what do, what do uh, singers do to lubricate the pipes? You know what I'm saying? They,
1: they, uh, they drink honey? Huh? Just drink it? Just straight up. <laughs> if you're a musician, let us know if that's the thing you do. <laughs> Just chug. Just chugging honey. A little honey bear. Little honey. honey bear. Okay. Is this movie based on the Bible and... So, a couple things. I kind of mentioned this earlier, I, and I could have went this route. I think the old owner on the helicopter has some parallels to the church mm. in general. But I'm, I'm going to go a different way. I, so, I think I, – I just – I teased this earlier. It's called, it called a podcast tease. <laughs> you know, appetize. I, And I've made you wait 67 seconds for the, the payoff. So, we're still working on it. So, this, this the Claire – Mm-hmm. Claire mm. treats people with no respect. Zero. So she she walks around like she owns the world, and the only thing that matters is the things that she is doing. Yes. And I would also say another prominent character in the movie that does this, Evan, older brother. Yes. He exists in this world for his own self. Yep. He's got a younger brother. Even so much that the mom calls Claire saying, hey, if you're not around him, I think Evan treats Charlie poorly. Don't bully him. we got to figure out these names. It's too late now. We're in it to win it. <clears throat> So there is there is an interaction hmm. that each of these two humans have hmm. that changes the trajectory of the rest of the movie for them hmm. and it's it's a turning point they have a they have an experience they have a moment where they come face to face and I think they understand and realize a little bit what the fear of god is <laughs> And what I mean by fear, so in the Bible, it talks about we should fear God. It doesn't necessarily like just mean being afraid. Yeah. Though it is a little bit, Mm -hmm. a little bit afraid. Yep. It's also you are in awe of, Mm -hmm. you are in awe of, I no longer am in control of the situation. When God shows up, I have a healthy respect and fear for he has the ability to end me at any moment, but also I'm so incredibly blessed to know that he exists and he is for me. Mm -hmm. So here's what I'm going to (laughs) Whoa. come on this movie the indominus rex is an image of god <laughs> because...
2: if you're listening to this you clearly know jake's an old testament type guy
1: <laughs> and so i hey, know so because listen you had me until that statement <laughs> so a hey, both of these both of those characters clay and evan instantly after Jake's per- a big sodom and gomorrah guy <laughs> instantly after first interaction with this dinosaur become instantly Mm. more aware of others and they are now willing to invest in evan's willing to hang out with charlie evan's willing to to do what's best for him claire all of a sudden cares about her nephews again and she she does a big shift and now cares for the people that live on this island what a just what a turning point moment
2: so so if if the Indominus Rex is an image of God in this. Movie. This is
1: like when Saul no, 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 no. is on the road no, 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 to no, no. Damascus. So,
2: to no, so-, no, so, so here's, here's where this breaks down a little bit. What, it doesn't break down. <laughs> where where do we put the T-Rex at the end? Who
1: is he? Gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> Uh you know what? You know what? Yes, you know what? There's listen, there's some flaws in the logic, guys. I'm trying to no, no, I'm no, trying It's to, a good
2: argument. I'm it's, trying to it's create good. a picture that it's I, I'm good. trying to make a parallel. I'm just trying to fit the T-Rex in this scenario now cuz in my mind T-Rex is straight up Jesus at the end. Oh,
1: Rizzy? Really? Okay, you go. So you this has nothing to do with mine. Well, I can get down with that. I think mostly I just thought it was interesting that they each had a moment that changed the way they mm-hmm. lived. And I and I think as as someone who I've been alive for a while, I I lived a life not super long. What I'm saying is I've been alive to live as someone without Jesus and I've been alive to live with someone with Jesus Mm. and my life has become very different. Yeah. And does that not mean it's perfect? No, by no means, Mm. but my life has changed dramatically. And I thought that was a cool picture of someone's life changing dramatically in a way that I would imagine. We talked about this a little bit last week in, in Jumanji, but I would imagine that going forward. Yeah. These people's lives are different. Yep. They interact with others differently. Mm-hmm. They care more. And that's obviously not Jesus, but it's a cool depiction of what finding Jesus should do to you. It should be a radical change.
2: Yeah. That's good. No, that's awesome, man. Hey, I'm still an Ortiz No rice. holes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Mine was a little bit different. Okay. And my one here, probably because, I mean, again, going back to the stocks, I've been thinking about money. Lost a little bit in the in Robin Hood. Nah, that's not here or there. But here, here's what this movie is based off of. There, mostly there. Mostly there. This movie is based off of First Timothy six ten. Whoa, dropping for the me. root of all evil is the love. You guessed a it, money. Oh, this is good. This is why good. we talked about this in the last segment. I would be. Totally fine with just gene splicing to get baby dinos. Baby dinosaurs. <laughs> but why do they feel the need to create bigger and better and scarier? Why do they feel the need to create the Indominus Rex? And weaponize them. Well,
1: I'll get there. I will get there. Are we because side, side, because are we weaponizing every? Is that a movie thing or do we do that in I, real life?
2: Well, we do that in real life, mm. a thousand
1: percent. She get money. <laughs> <laughs> no,
2: they do this because they need a new attraction mm-hmm. to make more money. Mm-hmm. Okay, so what you talk about the military thing? Why do they weaponize? Why do they want to weaponize the Raptors? Mm-hmm. Why does Hoskins come in and has this great scheme to ultimately use the Raptors for the, his military? Is so that he can just keep pumping more money into the military, guys. The root of all evil comes from money. There comes a point where they just need to the they, love of money. The love of money. Exactly. The love
1: <laughs> No, it's money. All money is bad. All, All
2: money, money is bad. No, that is very key. The love of money results in a lot of bad things in this movie. Now, listen, as a guy that has
1: I I have at least I'm at least $30. I have stuff. a lot of money in my name. In so side. this is me talking <laughs> to myself here. When everybody else got shut out of Robin Hood, I did not. <laughs> I was a hedge fund guy, big big shirt and tie <laughs> oh, guy. Oh man! But here here
2: is the reality, though. Um, recently been married, um, but this job that I have now is um, definitely like my first "quote unquote" like big boy salary. Like out of college, I, I had a job at a church. But he's I doing would, air
1: quotes for big boy. Yeah, big boy
2: job. <laughs> air quotes. Gosh, we'll be on YouTube soon. can okay? we 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 do work at a church. Yes. Right. Well, my first, what I was getting at that, though, my first job at a church, I was part-time mm. working at a coffee shop. So this is like the first time I've made like, quote unquote, air quotes, like big boy money. Mm. Like I actually get a decent salary, right? <laughs> yeah. We're taken care of.
1: <laughs> if anybody's listening, we love our jobs. <laughs> we love, we love our compensation.
2: <laughs> but this is, this is what I'm getting at. This is the first time I've actually had money. Oh. And, and I, there, when I receive money my first instinct is, is to like go do something dumb with that. Yeah, just to spend, spend it. Spend that money. I'm a big shoe guy, love sneakers, like mm-hmm. want to spend it on that. So it, I think this creates a cool picture that money is not a bad thing. Mm-hmm. Money can actually be an incredible thing to bless people. Um, it, it can be used, um, I mean, going back to talking about Jesus and how he revolutionized leadership and revolutionized how we should love people. Money can be a tool to, to be in that lane. We can bless so many people, right? And so we have to be really concerned with our love for money, right? For me, when I like I said, when I got this, this, this job and I finally have like a decent income, I, I want to spend it on me. I want to spend it on on things that only benefit me. These people in this movie are are spending their money or excuse me, they're they're creating things. To gain more money, so that they can advance their own thing, as opposed to man, what if we could use this to bless other people? And so this is this is all about First Timothy six ten. It's the love of the love of money leads to, to nothing good, right? If we use money to bless people, that's when I think uh, God works through money.
1: How are we feeling? I think that's fair, and also just remember the Indominus Rex <laughs> is God. What if this person was in your small group?
0: All right.
1: Listen, guys. The the Indominus Rex probably isn't God. I, have, I feel like I need to come on and say that. I was caught up in it. I was caught up in the, oh, in the moment.
2: That's blasphemy, dude.
1: Hmm. But he, but listen, he is, a, he would be a good youth coach.
2: <laughs> we 100% stand by that, that statement. Factoid.
1: All right, so here, this is the part of the show. This is the show mm. now. It's part of the pod. It's part of the conversation mm, mm-hmm. where each of us pick a random person from this movie and we throw this person at the other and say, hey, if this person was in your small group, mm-hmm. What are some tips? What are some tricks? What are some things you could do to make them feel more involved, to make them feel a part of what's going on, to make them feel as if their small group space is a place where they can come to know Jesus? Yes. And that's the goal. That's the goal. So I'll I'll throw one to you first. I'm not sure if we mentioned this earlier. Very beginning. First three words of this movie, Evan, older brother... (laughs) And this girlfriend who we barely see yeah. are are like making out right in front of mom and dad as they're leaving. Yep. Mm-hmm. Which is there's a there's a couple of funny things there with the mom mm-hmm. and dad. But the girlfriend, she goes, she's <laughs> she says, send me pics every day so I don't forget what you look like. <laughs> and I guess what I'm saying is this is a girl or a guy that is is they're only here, they're only at church because they're dating someone Mm -hmm. and they're infatuated with that person. Mm. And when, as soon as you leave service in small group, they instantly abandon everybody else there and couple right up. That's it. And the whole time in small group, they're annoyed because small group, your small group is gender split in this scenario. And they're annoyed that their boyfriend or girlfriend isn't in the group the whole time. And they're just, they're not engaged in anything because they're so infatuated in this other person. What are you doing?
2: Can I ask a follow-up question? Mm-hmm. Is this an existing student that uh, has been in like your ministry for a while and didn't have this boyfriend, girlfriend and now has this boyfriend, girlfriend? So there's this been this like big shift, or is this like a new person?
1: I think you can answer that both ways. Okay. Both those enough. ways are fair to you. Because there's I a lot think of different I, I, I get what you're saying. Change
2: what you do. There's different angles mm-hmm. to this. So I'm thinking we've we've all had students, stud students, girls, boys, whatever it may be that get a girlfriend or a boyfriend and this happens to them mm-hmm. and they completely change. Mm-hmm. I say mm-hmm. you have a, a very honest and blunt conversation with that student, mm-hmm. right? And I think we have to we have to attack um, where are you finding your value right now? Yeah. I don't know where you find yourself with the argument, should you date in high school or should you not? You know, like, well, I don't know where I'm, if, I think there's space where, a high schooler can date productively like in a, in a, in a okay way, in a healthy way, mm-hmm. uh, it's harder, <laughs> Hard <laughs> it's definitely harder. And there's, there probably are some like students that shouldn't date in high school, but I've, I'd be having a conversation with this student. Hey, let's talk through, um, why is this happening? What, what happened to the value that you once found in Jesus? And this would be the big thing. If this has been a student that's been around for a while, I would, I would really challenge him in, in a leadership capacity to be like, Hey, you once were this guy, this girl, that was a big part of what we were doing. Mm-hmm. And, and you were so focused on bringing students to church, leading in, in this capacity in your small group. And, and now because of this relationship, y- you've just completely shut out what you what you know God's calling you to do, to, to love God and love people. And all your focus is on girl, boy, right? Mm-hmm. And so challenging them uh, to maybe reevaluate some things mm-hmm. um, and, and kind of see where where they go from there?
1: Yeah, not not necessarily break up with your girlfriend. No right away, Not at all. Think think about the priorities. Have have your priorities shifted? Have the time and the energy you're spending have those things shifted to care about other things more? And are you losing things that are important in your life? Sure. And are you filling them with this relationship? Well, and you, you say this a lot. And I like this, this theory that you have. And you,
2: I've seen you say this to a lot of couples at our, at our, <laughs> at our, uh, at our group. But a good, a good relationship in high school is if you are around other people, people don't know you're dating. Mm-hmm. You're not all over each other. You're not making out. You're, you're not like, yeah, exactly. So I think, I think that, has, that has a lot of legs. Because uh, we see this a lot too with some coaches. Like coaches that are uh, dating, and they come in and they want to do student ministry, and they're just attached to the hip, and they're not hanging out with their students. Yeah, it's right. Not, not helpful. It's not helpful at all. And so I think having that ex, like that conversation with them, yeah. like understand how this is not, this isn't necessarily affecting just you, but this is affecting the people around you. People are losing out uh, on your, um, on your presence, like you
1: leading people and yeah. you being a catalyst uh, in your small group in and they, your church. They might not even realize they're doing it. Too. If they've been around for a while, there's a chance that you bring it up and they're like, "Whoa, I didn't even sure. realize this was the happening so much." The scales come up, so 100. And so it's good. So yeah, so that's what how I would approach someone who's been in your ministry for a while. Let's say a new person shows up first time and they're doing that. What's your move? I would let them do it. Mm-hmm. I don't care. <clears throat> yep. Not, and I not that I don't care, but and this happens a lot.
2: You have you have the dude. You have the dude that has nothing. He wants to do with church and he comes to group because he, there's a cute girl there. I I. I really don't care why you come to church. Oh no. If you do not know, I do not, I could care less if it's for Jesus or for not for Jesus.
1: Here, here's what I I'll I'll say this boldly. I'm more excited when the kids come that don't know Jesus than the kids come that do our That's know why Jesus. we exist. That's that's the whole point of the church. Just the, read, read a little bit about Jesus. Read the lost sheet.
2: No, 100 percent and i and we're i think we're very vocal about this from stage mm-hmm. we, we make it very clear we do not care why you're here but what we do care is this that when you leave here you heard about jesus yeah and so I, if it's a new student and they're they're coming just so that they can get away from mom and dad and that's the only place that they can hang out their their girl their guy whatever it may be who cares do I, it
1: i had a mentor and he told me this is great so when i first started working here and i would go and i would see as a volunteer and would see just couples everywhere and for some reason, that would really bother me. Hey, what are you doing? Like, you're here. You're not even engaging. You're so worried about your couple. Mm-hmm. And I was kind of joking with my buddy. I kind of just want to be the guy that walks through couples and breaks their hands. You know, you <laughs> you know, you've those annoying Red couple. Rover style. Yeah, yeah. and just kind of walk through. Hey, what's going on? And kind of just bust up their coupling. And I thought what he said to me was really profound. He, he said, man, you don't know. And really, maybe you do know if you do that to that person, what's the percentage chance they're going to ever come back to this place? Yeah. And I think the answer is really it's really, really small. Mm -hmm. And so if we're so concerned about that, that we want to break up any anything of that that's going on, obviously, guys, there are things we would break up. We're not being (laughs) idiots. But but I think for a little bit of it, it's just let it happen if they are here. And if they keep coming consistently, maybe down the road, you can have a conversation with them. Yeah. But if, if what they're doing is not becoming a distraction to everybody else around them, yeah, it's, it's probably better to just let it necessarily, let it happen a little bit. And then what you really need to do is during group time, you need to make it very obvious that group time is still cool when they're not with their significant other. hundred percent. And so you got to own that circle. You got to be the Indominus Rex. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll, I'll do
2: it with this. I think two things we have to understand one, uh, the Holy spirit is far more powerful mm-hmm. than, than, uh, a relationship, right? Yeah. So w- we have to understand that the Holy spirit has no boundary. It, it can work through any situation. Yeah. And two, uh, we, one, we know it to be true in scripture, but man, we've heard so many stories about this, whether that was, uh, students of past or students now of, they, they only came because of their boyfriend, girlfriend, and somewhere down the line they actually listened to a service they actually went to a summer camp and found Jesus like God can work through any situation mm-hmm. right and so I'm cool with it man I'm cool with it
1: that's good that seems solid okay hit me, hit me
2: with it you have a group okay a small group small group I didn't go with an actual human <laughs> <laughs> you
1: have a pterodactyl oh no And your small group very this- a pterodactyl pre getting out of the aviary oh or- <laughs> because no. as we talked about this they is, just turn into killing machines yeah, no this is this is post oh the, no the bubble has been broken okay. okay
2: so this is a student in your group <laughs> <laughs> you can really take this two ways it's just some weird kid <laughs> that thinks it's hilarious to make dinosaur noises or no so this is how we spun it this the student is just he's a loose cannon dude he's destructive he's aggressive at any given moment he could say something that's completely inappropriate like you you do not know what he's going to do yep
1: what do you do so a couple of easy things would be one you need to sit by this person every time yes so in your small group you do not let that person sit across the room you are next to him you're right next to him every single time this is a little teacher speak it's it's a simple way of of kindly quote unquote air quotes here, correcting behavior. And it's just called proximity. Mm -hmm. If you are, if you as a teacher and they would, this makes sense. You know, this, if you're roaming the room as a teacher, the kids you are by tend to be the best kids that you have. Yes. And then as you walk away from them, they start doing dumb stuff. So sitting right next to them, I think is super valuable. I think the other thing you can do is someone that's super rambunctious and crazy and, and wants to derail the group. I think it's great to give them the questions. Yep hey, here are the questions we're talking about. I need you to own this. You ask, you're you in charge of asking questions this week. Mm. Give them a task. Give them something to ha- help them do. And really, if you want them engaged, this is the person you're going to have to spend more effort on. You're going to have to invest in them outside of group. They're the time as soon as group is over, you're, and you can be annoyed with them in group, that's fine. You need to figure out a way to play basketball with them after service. Yeah. Figure out a way to play cornhole. Figure out a way to invest in their life in a way that's fun and so they respect you enough to where you can maybe down the road, maybe a few weeks down the road, You can have a real conversation with them and say, Hey, I love that you are here. I love that this relationship that we have, Hmm. but in group time, you really got to help us out yeah. because what you're doing is taking away from what everybody else wants to do in this space. And so, and you can have that conversation. I think that's important, but some, some easy things, quit complaining about a kid in your group that you're not sitting next to. Yeah. So that'd be the first thing I would ask you. If there's a kid that's annoying and dumb and you haven't sat by them, then I don't really know what. That's the first thing I would tell you to do. Don't even worry about the other stuff until you take time to. I don't care if you sit up during group and say you move. I'm next to you. Mm-hmm. Make it a big deal. I don't care. Yeah, and, and take ownership in that space.
2: At what point? And I agree a hundred percent with that. And that's I think that's best case scenario. You keep chipping away at this this mm-hmm. kid, this guy, this girl, and and it gets resolved. Now, what if it's <laughs> it's a loose cannon? He, he, she sticks true to being a loose cannon, and no matter how many conversations you have, no matter how many. How many times you, you play basketball with this kid. Mm. He just, she just keeps acting up. Is there truth behind this statement? Addition by subtraction.
1: So sure. There is, there is truth in that. I think it's really, it's going to be really hard because you're a church and we're a church for everyone. Yeah. It's going to be really hard to kick people out. Mm -hmm. And so what I, I think you can kick them out for the night. Yeah. Yeah. And then you can make calls like that. I think that, I think you can get parents on the phone, Yep, talk to them, just let them know what's going on. And I think you can be creative. We've had some students in the past where they just, and this is a little bit different scenario, but they had a hard time understanding social interactions and when to speak up and when not to. And so we'd encourage them. We'd have one of the coaches always sit by this person and they had a journal and we'd have that person write down questions in the journal. And then the coach could kind of say, Hey, Hey, ask this one. So, because there's someone, usually there's someone that just wants to talk all the time. Yeah. And so if, if you give them a space to write it out and then you can kind of help guide them mm-hmm. and say, these are these are helpful questions. These aren't derailing conversation. Yeah. I think that's important. And and will eventually you maybe need to kick someone out? I guess theoretically you can, especially, especially if what they're doing is hurting other students. Yeah. If what they're doing is derogatory, if what they're doing is, mean-spirited and mm-hmm. harsh or physically obviously physically or emotionally abusive yeah yes get out of here mm-hmm. and be the first person to tell you that that doesn't happen yeah. but if it's just they're annoying <laughs> you you're, can deal yeah, with that. yeah we're gonna have to figure out how to do that and I would yeah. just make sure you if, if you're if you're a volunteer and this is happening there's no reason your student pastors shouldn't Mm. be involved in that right away. Yeah. Let them be the bad guy. Quote unquote, let them be the person that has to do that. No, I think
2: that's good. I'll end with this. I remember a story that my, one of my mentors told me told me one of his first student ministry jobs every Sunday, he'd go up to, to, to teach. And there was always a kid in the back row. He said for months and months and months, this kid would show up, had no interest in church, but he would sit in the back row. And every time at some point during his message, he would scream as loud as he could. Jesus effing sucks. (laughs) And he tells this story how every time, every time this kid would say this, he, he, would, he wouldn't give him the time of day, but he wouldn't, but at the same token, he, he wouldn't kick him out. And, yeah. and so this happened months and months and months and kids knew who this kid was. He yeah. was, he was a kid that like everybody liked at the school, but uh, had nothing he wanted to do with Jesus. <laughs> and he, and he said that he just let this kid keep coming back. He wouldn't address it time and time again. He talked to him about it a few times and eventually years go past. And this kid finally goes to a summer camp, finds Jesus. And so there's a lot of power i think with with that there's there's moments where we have to remind ourselves as frustrated as we are we do this for that kid Mm -hmm. that kid that is a loose cannon that is in the back row saying jesus effing sucks right (laughs) like we we have to be uh we have to be gracious with that kid
0: post
1: credits have officially woo, fallen off that's the end thanks for hanging couple things for you on the way out the door one think about this week when you're when you're at church when you're volunteering when you're hanging out with your students are you engaged with students are you noticing things that students are doing or are you spending more time hanging out with other coaches or spending more time talking to the student pastors are, are you spending more time with your students or are you just showing up to hang out with your friends? We want to make sure that we, like the Indominus Rex. <laughs> God figure. God, <laughs> we are great noticers. We notice yeah. kids that are on the fringes that aren't maybe engaged, and we seek them out, and we go find them, and we engage them. So that
2: thermal ra- – or that ther- thermal, I was going to say radiation. Detection.
1: There we go. Thermal detection. And Both. You go, and you just – you bite them. <laughs> And you drag them back into your group, like a recipe for a disaster.
2: (laughs) And then on a personal level, uh, we tell our coaches, this, our volunteers, this all the time, your number one ministry is not to your students. It's, it's to yourself. Your relationship with Jesus is the most important relationship that you should be investing in. And so I think a great question to ask ourselves is this, are we content with Jesus and Jesus alone? Is Jesus where we find our value? Is Jesus where we find our identity? I think times it's so easy as a, as a youth volunteer to find our identity in being a volunteer. We get so wrapped up in what we're doing with that that we lose sight of we are first uh, a daughter, a son of Jesus. And so simply asking yourself this this week, as you're doing something awesome, don't hear me on this. You being a volunteer, you being a student pastor is one of the most incredible things that you can do because you are pointing to this next generation. But don't let that become your identity. Jesus and Jesus alone, what he did for you on the cross is your identity. So is that, are you content with that?
1: Sweet. Next week or next episode, who knows when? Pirates of the Caribbean.